Hello and welcome to the Christchurch Fox Chapel podcast, the fastest growing conservative evangelical charismatic Anglican podcast in the entire Fox Chapel area. You're getting good at that. I am. Yeah, yeah I've learned it. And I'm joined today by by the uh, the David Wenham of Fox Chapel. Who is that? Oh, he's the, the biblical scholar. He is, yeah. I'm not sure that's fair, but I'll accept that. I'm Ben Wolfie, curate. Hello. Hello. And I'm Alex, one of the pastors at Christchurch, and I command men to read for us today. Oof. I am subservient to your leadership. <laughs> this is John chapter 14, 12 through 19. Jesus says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be with you, will be in you, excuse me. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We did hope that we might be joined by Bridget today. Uh, there's, I'm getting just texts and emails all the time, begging for Bridget to be on this. Um, Jim Edwards texts and says, you know, why is Bridget not here? Catherine she Parham is in high demand. This morning and said, you know, I think that it's incumbent upon you to get Bridget here. Jane Flaherty used to be senior warden. She, she also uh, emailed and said, you know, we're desperate for Bridget. I heard the bishop was asking for her too. Yeah, the, the bishop Jim actually has commanded it. Yeah. So we're in disobedience. Um, in fact, the archbishop, I, I'm fully expecting. The Pope, too. Well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe the Queen. She's the head of our church. Church of England. So some of that is, yeah, Church of England. So some of that is, uh, is, is, is lies. And we turn now to Scripture. Let's, let's focus on truth. Yes. So I uh, love this. Truly, truly, amen, amen. Uh, I say to you, this is that phrase that Jesus uses, amen, amen, legosoi. Truly, truly, I say to you. I, I just take that to mean, listen up. Yeah. I really mean this. I'm about to say something really important. Yeah. Systematic and true. Yeah. And and I guess the fact that he has to give you a warning he's about to say it means it's going to sound weird. Mm. Um, yeah. You're going to learn something. Whoever believes in me, um, really, whoever trusts in me, not just thinks yeah. I'm real. Belief is more than intellectual assent. Mm. Yeah. Know. It's, yeah, to trusting. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, which is kind of the direction it goes then. If you trust in me, then stuff's going to happen. Uh, we'll, we'll also do the works that I do and greater works than these will he do. I love this. So just a small recap. Uh, the, the creator and sovereign of the universe, second person of the Holy Trinity, who uh, incarnates and, and dies on a cross for the sins of humankind. Uh, walks around this earth in prophetic fulfillment of 600 prophecies from uh, the Old Testament, raising the dead and healing the blind and, and, and the lame and the deaf, uh, confounding the religious elite and drawing to himself disciples to uh, propagate the gospel 
such that the entire world could be saved when he returns. That guy, um, who did a lot. He did, yeah. Um, you know, that's not to be sniffed at, is it? No, no. Now says, uh, we'll do the works he does and greater works than these. Will he do? That's us. Yeah. We will do greater works yeah. than he did. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, what does he mean by works, do you Good think? Um, so I think it's air, air gone. Mm -hmm. um, could that just mean all the stuff? Yeah. Things, all the things. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I was thinking about this and just reading this a few minutes ago. Because John, when he talks about, the gospel writer of John, when he mm. talks about miracles, he uses the word signs. Okay, so, which we looked at last week. Semion. Yeah. yeah, so semion, signs, is what John uses to refer to miracles. miracles. And they're always signs that are pointing toward the cross and the resurrection. Mm. Uh, okay. and, and there's, in the Gospel of John, there's seven distinct signs that Jesus performs that all point, they get greater mm. and greater as they go, and they point towards the cross and the resurrection, the, the ultimate sign. So we switch to works here. So I wonder if works is, in, is more inclusive, is a broader term, I think. So Including miracles. And, and whereas signs might be used in the, this mm. gospel as pointing directly to the cross yes. and the resurrection. The works of Christ are inclusive of those miracles, but also include the work of proclaiming the gospel of of uh, living fully for God, of doing acts of justice and mercy and yes. uh, evangelism and, and bringing people into the kingdom of God, including, including the working of miracles, right. of healing and of, of power. So a broad term, but big stuff. That's my understanding of it, I think. I, I go with that. I think that's right. Because Greater works. That's what David Wenham would have said. <laughs> probably, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and then because, here's, here's why, here's the explanation. Because yeah, so, yeah. that's a crazy uh, promise to make, or seemingly crazy promise to make. But it becomes possible because I'm going to the Father. Then he says, yeah. whatever you ask in my name, this I will do. Um, so, so now, um, here's this authority to start asking in his name, maybe praying in his name, maybe even praying to him. Yeah. This I will do. He's, yeah. he's claiming... That the thing that actually we're not doing it, he's doing it. Yeah. And not only that, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And so we ask Jesus to do these things. Jesus does them and that glorifies the Father. Yeah. There's what a profound relationship that is, and like a almost a partnership in the works of the gospel. Mm. Like he says, greater works will he do, that is us. Mm. And then he says, whatever you ask for in my name, I will do. Right. And that glorifies the Father. Right. So uh, we have direct involvement involvement here yes. of doing these great works in Jesus' name. But it's knowing that's Jesus that actually does it for the glory of the Father yes. through the spirit that's in us. Right. So we're, in, we're caught up in, into this whole mystical work of the whole Holy Trinity. Yeah. But we still have stuff to do. Like, it, it, yeah, it's not just that Jesus is going to do it and we sit back passively. So you almost feel a theological pendulum swinging back and forth multiple times in one or two verses. Yeah. If yeah. you're going to do it, really it's me. Really it's the Father. Really it's the Spirit. Really it's you. Really it's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, such is the proximity of, of, the, of the work going on here and the, 
the, the power of God at work through us. Yeah, and the dynamic relationship that we're involved mm. in when we are in Christ. Like, it's, it's not just for our own sakes. It's not just for uh, God's sake. It's for, it's for all of it, and it's for the world's sake of doing these great works. And right. it's Jesus acting. It's us acting. It's God being glorified. It's a spirit working through us. Uh, and there's a lot going on. So I so his, his theory of the day, um, it this is like putting a target up at uh, at uh, seven and a half yards, and giving you uh, a nice uh, a nice firearm with which to destroy the target. So let me put one up. Okay. Um, it, could Jesus be softening us up here for for uh, a good gut punch? So he says in <laughs> verse fifteen. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Mm. And, and it's like, oh man, like we have to do this stuff. Yeah. He's given us this yeah. great promise. And then he says, use it. Yep. Well, more than that, I command you to. Yep. You don't love me if you're not going to do it. Is that, is that what's happening? Yeah, I think so. And this is certainly a command that he's giving to us. He also commanded earlier... Mm to love one another, to wash one another's feet in chapter 13. Right. Uh, the greatest commands that he says in other gospels are to love God and to love your neighbor as yourself. And um, I think it's inclusive of all those, but directly in this context, it seems that he's saying, this is not a suggestion. Right. This is a command to do these great works greater than I have done. Yeah. And it reveals who he is because who yeah. is it that has the right to give his commandments? Yeah. But God. Yeah. Yeah, in the Jewish mind, certainly no one has any right to give commandments other than the one God. Right. I'm sorry that I commanded you to read scripture now. I, I, <laughs> I regret that. You did it in Jesus' name, though, so we're good. Oh, you mean it was actually, somehow this passage had just, it just come, become a part of me. I think so. Oh, yeah, that's you, great. You Thank embodied you. it perfectly yeah, from no, the out, that's, that's, outset. I think you have the gift of encouragement. And Thank then, you. And then, what? Well, <laughs> I'd like to encourage you with that thought. <laughs> so then he says here, um, Jesus, and so you, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments, which is just funny. Like so one of Hannah's friends, not in our church, said to her mum, if you love me, you'll buy me a new iPhone. Oh, you classic. don't love me if you won't buy me a Classic. Like, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. I'd like to distinguish it from the iPhone thing. Yeah. But it feels funny. Yeah. Well, and... It and maybe that's us. That's a good analogy then. Like we say, Jesus, if you love me, you're going to do this for ah, me. Ah, yes. And Jesus, if you love me, you're going to do these miracles through me. You're going to heal my yeah. loved one. Yeah, you're going yeah. to you're going to get me a new job when I lost my job. Jesus, if you love me, you're going to help me feel uh, okay in the midst of this pandemic. Mm. But Jesus turns it around and says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Right. Setting pretty clear where the bounds of authority are and who gets to set the terms here. Because it's so human right. of us to want to flip that. Yes. To put God as our, to put ourselves as the authority above God, to right. make him our genie, to do whatever mm. we want. And he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And then all these other things flow out of that. God wants us to do these things. Yeah. That's really significant. Mm -hmm. God wants us to go out and do the works he did. Yeah. Um, which is an extraordinary thought. 
uh, and then he's already explained one part of, of how, right? Because I'm because I'm going to the Father. That's one part of how. Yeah. Um, two, and I. This is verse six, verse uh, sixteen. And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another Helper. Um, presuming He, Jesus, is the original Helper. Yeah. Uh, although God Himself is called the Helper of Israel. Yeah, right? He is. Um, so there's All a God title. Years. Yeah. Yeah. So another another Helper or another another Helper to be with you forever. Who is He? Even the Spirit of Truth. Hmm. Yeah. So it it seems like he's packing the point home, bringing the point home of like all this is happening through this spirit, this helper, right? This advocate that's being given to you, right? And not, um, you know, it's not the help. It's not a, a demeaning title. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a it's a godly title. Yeah, it's a. But it's an intimate title too. Oh, intimate! Like it's yeah. someone that comes alongside you and supports you. Yeah. And is there for you. Right, because he dwells with you. Yeah. Um, and in you, it says in verse seventeen. Um, and that dwelling word always reminds me of, of Old Testament images of the tabernacle tent or, mm-hmm. um, any kind of dwelling of God. Yeah. Um. We, we mustn't miss this little bit here that I think is a bit frightening. Whom the world cannot receive because it, the world, neither sees him nor knows him. Now, you know him, so, so don't be too afraid, it says. Yeah. But um, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. Yeah. Okay, so the world cannot receive... There's a blockade, almost uh, like an embargo uh, mm. against the work of God when the the world refuses to see the Spirit and refuses to see uh, who Jesus is and acknowledge that um, mm. the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. So there's something about knowing who the Spirit is and what He's here for that comes prior to receiving. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not to say that we need to have the Spirit fully figured out in order to receive Him. Because how can we possibly do that? You can't receive Him before you receive Him. But to acknowledge this is God. And this is the Spirit that Jesus is sending to be our helper in this world. Not our genie, but our support to lead us to Christ and to lead us into doing greater works in the world. Mm -hmm. Mm. Let's acknowledge that. And then receive that. This therefore becomes uh, an alarming diagnostic tool. Mm. Because if this true, true saying of Jesus sounds like gibberish, you have a problem. If this true, true saying of Jesus um, is something that is completely alien and unrecognisable to your life, you must wrestle with the possibility that you are not a Christian. Mm. And that's really alarming. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And to be a Christian is not to have all the right answers. Right. But to be a Christian is to be filled with the Spirit of God 
that proclaims mm. Jesus is Lord. And that gives illumination to confusing passages like this. And, and then belief yeah. is not, as you say, an intellectual assent to a yes. series of propositions. It's a trust. Yes. Personal trust. Yeah. So do you trust that Jesus is with the Father and has given the Spirit and is empowering and equipping you to do these great things? Yeah. Do you know him? Does he dwell with you? Do you trust him? This is this is quite relational. They are. I was also thinking about in Romans 8, it says the spirit within us is the one that cries, Abba, Father. Mm. That Abba being a very intimate term for for a father. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the spirit brings us into loving, trusting, self-giving relationship with uh, the whole of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and the spirit. It's the spirit that yeah. brings us into that. That's really helpful. In a very intimate and trusting way. So that's the question then. Is is the Spirit leading you to trust in Jesus? Mm. Yeah. And, and in that trust, is the Spirit then empowering you to go out into the world to do these greater works? Mm. Now, I mean, we're seeing some some really remarkable things in our church at the moment. And maybe the pandemic has has given us a bit more data because relationships are more the more observable when they're when they're written down and and and, and tweeted and Facebooked and emailed and zoomed, um, <laughs> and we we've seen thirty members of the congregation pray and fast uh, often for the first time for a member of the staff team and, and a miraculous answer to that fasting. And um, we, we've seen several members of the church suffer um, really great loss uh, of jobs at, at difficult times in their life and of a home. And it, we've seen news of that go out through the groups and we've seen the people of God respond. Yeah. Uh, in a way that... Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've seen in this church before. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying it's never happened before. It's just not, not while I've been here. I, I feel like I've seen the church warm up. I feel like I've seen the church step out and, and, and enjoy doing these great Christ-like things. I'm really encouraged by that. Yeah. But we were talking earlier about how that in itself can be. Um, almost a divisive experience because there are some who who will be saying what are you even talking about <laughs> um and there's some responsibility here on us isn't there to plug in not just to um you know imagine that christianity is just a sort of intellectual thing well like you know uh i've got this stamp in my passport <laughs> yeah or just another aspect of a very full life. Yeah. Yeah. It's what I do on Sundays. Right. Um, Jesus asks us for much more than that. So it's very practical. It's very real. Mm -hmm. And and I think what we're seeing, too, is movements of the Spirit that are setting people on fire. Mm -hmm. And helping them to reach out in new ways to do works of mercy and grace in ways that they've maybe never done before, to pray in ways that they've maybe never done before, 
because we see the spirit stirring and moving and drawing mm-hmm. us near to what it means to be a Christian. Yeah, this, uh, I, I think Ed Young Jr., I mean, he's always got these snappy kind of phrases and stuff. He's just very good. But I think he talked about outrageous, contagious joy mm. was his phrase. Outrageous, contagious. And there's something um, shocking, but also inviting about a Christian who's coming alive and serving in the power of the Holy Spirit yeah. that, that points other people to say, I, I want that. Yeah. Um, I will not leave you as orphans, says Jesus in verse 18. An image of being bereaved. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you're orphaned in the ancient world. And helpless. Yeah. Oh, does he say that? Yeah. Well, that's that's what I think of orphans in that. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. I mean, Jesus will not leave us. And and he seems to be calling us, the church, into uh, this story of him not leaving us. Yeah. I will come to you. Like, that's on him mm. to do. Yeah. Yet a little while, which is that micron word we looked at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a confusing sentence. The world will see me no more, but you will see me. Um, again, there's kind of that blockade or embargo that the world is just not in on this because they don't know who he is and they don't trust in who he is. But you will see me like that's a very physical with our eyes we will see him um and you know what i think it's not to talk about visions directly but we will see him at work among us Mm -hmm. and through each other through the work of the church through what the spirit's doing and moving among people yeah we're seeing jesus we are we are and this weird season has actually brought more suffering and more seeing of Jesus. Yeah. That's the bizarre thing yeah, about so. it. Um, I mean, bizarre from a worldly perspective. It's wholly consistent with scripture, mm-hmm. but it's it's notable. Yeah. A, a more neutral adjective. Yeah. And I think we're seeing more of what the reality of most of the world actually is. It's like in our comfortable Western culture, we don't often fear death or discomfort of any kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not reality, actually. Like, death is the reality that is always present. Most of the history of the world, of all of humanity, has not lived in the comfort and luxury that we have, um, and that some of us might be experiencing a twingy bit more of now. Yeah, I, I think that's right. Um, that's That's really helpful it's a great note to end on i think that the the we're seeing uh, a sort of encouragement of some and a discouragement of others mm. um and uh if if you are not seeing jesus it might be that you're not seeing jesus yeah and we're seeing the god with well, the famous saying of this is the god who comforts the afflicted and afflicts the comfortable mm-hmm think we're seeing some of that here for, for greater purposes yeah wow it's a shame that bridget disobeyed the pope um her life was the poorer for it um i think we're disobeying the pope too though mm. i've made a whole career out of disobeying the pope <laughs> but that that's another podcast yes i we'll think save that one yeah 
in I remember I'm at Lancastrian. It's in the Tudor blood. <laughs> let's uh, let's say goodbye. Church, thank you so much. This has been a podcast of Christchurch Fox Chapel. Uh, might get my head chopped off. You never know. If it stays attached, we'll see you next week. God Bye. bless. Bye.